Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, tonight, I really want to come to you and talk to you about this spirit life. Um, I think there's a real uh, draw on this. Um, we've been talking about the Holy Ghost all month. This, this is so, it's so critical you share this. Um, because people don't want to talk about this topic. Um, I, I want you to look at something here. Um, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 14. And I just want you to go see this because this is really important. Um, let's just look at 1 Corinthians 14. And we're going to build a base tonight to help you, okay? But this... I, I I am begging you. That sounds so bad, but you I am begging you to share this. This is the most misunderstood, maybe one of the most misunderstood topics in the Bible, the Holy Spirit. And people want to know, but they're, they get afraid and they get fearful. And look what the Bible says. And when you see this, you're going to want to know why it's so important for you to share so please, just trust me right now. Just share this. Just hit the share button and just let it go where it goes. But look at this. I seen this this morning in preparing to come to you. And I was like, man, I didn't even know. I, I read by this, didn't even notice it. Okay? So let's just look. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. King James is great. I want to read this with you. For when someone speaks in tongues, no one understands the word he says. Because he's not speaking unto people, but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the Spirit. Okay? I can, I can handle that. Right? He's not speaking unto men. He's speaking unto God. And you don't understand what you're doing. He's speaking mysteries. Now, there's a lot of mysteries I need revealed in my life. My whole life is a mystery. <laughs> you know, how many of you, your future is a mystery? I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't even know what I'm doing today. You know what I mean? It's just like some days I'm like, I don't know, God. I think I'm doing it, right? But when someone prophesies, look at verse 3. It makes a lot of sense. He speaks encouraging or is encouraging to the people. I like that. To build them up, to bring them comfort. Okay? That's cool, right? I'm reading it in the Passion while I'm telling you reading in King James, right? You guys are like, where are you getting this translation from? Which is fine. You could read it either way, right? So that's why when you read, when someone speaks in tongues, no one understands the word he's saying because he's not speaking to the people. He's speaking to God. He's speaking intimate mysteries of the Spirit. Well, that's, that's passion, okay? King James says what? But he that prophesies, verse 3, speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort, right? It's building them up. So look right here because I want you to see this in King James. Check this out because I, I, when you read this, I think it's going to blow you out of the water. Okay, so now look what he says. He starts explaining. Um, in verse Corinthians four, 1 Corinthians 14, 33, I want you to go there. Okay, now this is where it gets a little bit like, whoa, what's going on? I'm going to explain it, so don't get nervous. Okay, okay. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. Okay, that's cool. I get this. God's not the author of confusion, right? 
Look at verse 37, or for 36. Just skip down. The thing gets about women keeping silent in the church. We understand that. He's not saying women need to be silent. What Paul was saying was this. He was saying, unless someone's covered or under an authority, you've got to be careful this stuff doesn't get off base. Because everybody was prophesying back then. Everybody was popping off. It was a big mess. And that's why God says, hey, I want order. So this is not saying that women are not supposed to be spanging in the church. That's ridiculous. It's not saying that, you know, oh, you shouldn't prophesy. You can prophesy. Just God wants things done in decency and order. If everybody came in here and just started prophesying, how many know that would be really out of order? And it's probably not spirit-led. So God doesn't want like craziness going on in the church. So that's just that whole thing. I didn't skip that because I'm like, oh, he don't want to talk about that. No, I'm trying to get to this point. What, question, came the word of God out of you or came it unto you only? Right now he's saying, hey, everybody got this word. Now look at 37. It reads a little weird, but I want to explain this. If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commands of the Lord. Did you get that? These are the commands of the Lord. Now look at verse 38. I've been reading this for years and I kind of slid by this. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Wow. Towards what? Towards spiritual stuff. Next verse. Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophecy and forbid not to speak in tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. It's funny how he said, if you want to be ignorant about spiritual stuff, you can be. But he doesn't want us to be. And I think that's one of the topics we have to really look at. You know, we got to go, you know, I don't, I don't know how else to say it, but you got to go face forward at some of these things. Because what happens is this, is that you and I can almost become unlearned. I, the word ignorant just seems to be rough to me. You know, I'm not trying to get you like, oh, you don't know. But where we are unlearned, we are unequipped. So you go, you might just be there and be like, well, I don't want to do that. That's, not, that's what he's saying. If you're going to stiffen up towards this, man, you're going to miss out. And I don't know about you, but he was talking about all the whole chapter. He's talking about praying in tongues. He talks about prophecy, but tongues and interpretation of tongues equals prophecy. And prophecy is just understand mysteries. So we can get there, but this is a very important subject. And God does not want us to be ignorant or closed-minded. So I know this is a stretch for you, but it's time to stretch to another level. So the reason why we need to be spirit-led... The Apostle Paul wrote this very clear. In verse Corinthians 14, 18, look what he says there. And we were just there. But he said, the Apostle Paul said what? He said, look, man, I speak in tongues more than you all. Right? I think he thought he thanked God about it. So if the Apostle Paul kind of didn't boast, but he gave a, a, a basically a brief synopsis of what was going on, he said what? He said, man, I, I pray in tongues more than you all, and I'm kind of glad. Well, he wrote three-quarters of the New Testament, so I'm pretty sure he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? This is, this is the spiritual journey we're all on. Now, whether we like it or not, we have to understand spiritual things because we don't want to be ignorant. And I'm going to say this, and we're going to move on. How, how many of you know my way of doing things and God's ways of doing things are totally different? 
Okay, now everybody in the building say amen. Yes, say amen at home. So here's a big, I'm going to just give you a checklist of spiritual reasons why this is so important. Okay? Here's reasons why, and I don't want to give them an order or be weird. I just want to just like hit you with some highlights of why we're doing this. Because I think a lot of times, what's the benefit? You know, I don't mind, like, you know, it's funny. I don't mind eating right if I know there's going to be a benefit. I don't mind working out if I know there's going to be a benefit. I don't mind saving money if I know there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, aren't you all like that? Like, give me the results and I'm willing to put in the work. You know what I mean? It's like spend time disciplining your kids and they become out better. Man, that's going to take intention. You know, I just said something the other day. Like, everything you do in life takes intentionality. So, why not do this spiritually? Okay, now we're moving. So you have the Holy Spirit within. Okay, the minute you get born again. His indwelling presence comes to live inside of you. All right? So the presence of the Holy Spirit and the life of the Spirit of God is in the believer through the new birth. Okay? So Sunday, remember we talked about this in John 14, 16. And, and, I, and I'd like you to go there because I think... This will open up a very clear, clear, um, precise window of understanding what's taking place. In John 14, 16, it makes a lot of sense. He said, I will pray thee, the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Remember, we did an amplified comforter, counselor, and all that. But I want you to see the second part even more. That he may abide with you forever. Okay? So where is he going to abide? Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, but it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Wow. So now we know where to find God. The spiritual side of God is alive in you today in the church. You have to start becoming familiarized with him. Okay, I want to focus on the latter half. For he dwells with you and shall be in you. So being born again is not just an experience, but it's a receiving of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, the divine personality who comes from God and makes his home in you. Now right there, you got to have miracle faith to believe that about yourself, but you sooner or later got to start believing this. You know, like God lives in me. Yes, so he's going to dwell in you. He's in you now. So let's go slow, right? Being born again is not just an experience. Rather, it is what? It is receiving the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, a divine personality who comes to make his home with you. So you kind of got God for you, God for you. With you, God, in you. I kind of like that. Look at Romans 8.31. God is for me. God is with me. God is in me. So you, you know what I mean? So I like you having that. So everybody say this. God is for me. God is with me. God is in me. You got to start building that consciousness because we're looking for God in the clouds, but he's alive and well in you. This is what you guys... First, you see God 
in you, then you understand these things, you start making sense. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who could be against us? That's guaranteed success. Why? Because God's in you. So if God's in you, you can't lose. The greater God consciousness you have, the greater outward victory you will see. The greater God conscious internally you have, the greater external victory you will see. This is big, okay? Because here's my thing. No matter how difficult the situation may be, it ain't bigger than God. No matter how dark the situation may be, it ain't darker than God. My horizon and your horizon is victory. You can claim and calmly claim victory no matter what because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So there's no, nobody can defeat the Lord and he's alive in you. So nobody can defeat you. And thank God he's for you. Thank God he's with you and thank the Lord Jesus Christ. He is in you. You know what I mean? That's big, man. And you could have that assurance in every area of your life. Because yes and amen in every one of these Bible promises, right? So if you're a Christian, God's with you. The more knowledge of the word you have, the easier it is to enforce this victory. Because the knowledge of the word of God should basically cause you to live with a level of joy that most people ain't living with. Because they understand that your spirit is up to any test in the earth because you have faith and confidence. And faith and confidence is going to overcome in every area of your life, okay? And I think that's big because the Bible says we got a better covenant with better promises. You see that in Hebrews 8, 6? Hebrews 8, 6. You know, under the old covenant, you know, you didn't have as much victory. But under the new covenant, God is which Israel and you're a winner. So when you see Hebrews 8, 6, you're just rolling. But now hath he obtained Jesus obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. So the present day ministry of Jesus is he is what? He has a, he has a ministry. See that? But now he has to obtain a more excellent ministry. Who's that? Jesus. What's his ministry? He's a mediator. What's he a mediator of? A better covenant, which has what? Established upon better promises. So you see that? So it kind of goes like this. Jesus, right, is a mediator of a covenant with better promises. Well, who's the beneficiary of that? Me and you are heirs to the world. Woo, come on, somebody. We are heirs and heirs of the world. Heirs and joint heirs. I love Jesus. Come on, somebody. Right? Now, where you know, there's a big one, too. Go look at 1 Corinthians 6.19. Everybody jacks this one up because everybody thinks like, well, God's in the cloud. I've been saying this for years, man. T.L. Osborne messed me up, bro. I'm going to tell you, look, at 1 Corinthians, you can read 6, 19. You can even read, read uh, 18, but we, just, we, could, we could do this. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, and you are not your own? No, you're not. So I'm watching, I'm watching T.L. Osborne, right? And this guy, you got to go watch TL, man. Go, go YouTube TL Osborne and watch some of his stuff. I've never seen compassion like this. It's crazy, dude. God's been talking to me about compassion all year long. So this guy, he gets up and he's like, you 
are basically, he said, you are Christ in the earth. You are Jesus' representation in the earth. Basically, he said, you are Jesus in the earth. And he said, you are the prototype of Christ today. So you're the 20, basically what he said, how I heard it, and this is what he said, was you are the 2024 prototype of Jesus Christ in the earth. You could do what he said he can do. You can have what he said he can have. You can move like he said he can move. And when I read this, I was like, I don't even know if I can even believe this about myself. Is this guy off his rocker? And I needed somebody to validate the okay checklist to say, you can believe that about you. This is the same thing. Believers are the temple of the Holy Spirit. If there's any mighty truth you and I need to get is this. This is connected to your redemption. This is like almost the apex of reality of redemption. That what? God himself recreated us and made us new creatures and what? In Christ and made us his own and he gave us the person of the Holy Ghost and he makes our body his home. I don't know about you. Look, do you want to see it again? 1 Corinthians 3.16. This is a little different. Same stuff. So what do you mean same stuff? Read it. He, he's confirming this over and over and over. So when you see it in more scriptures, you have the right to believe it about yourself because you're not just coming up with something out of the blue. You're receiving something that God wants you to have. Know ye not that you are the temple of the God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Wow. You want to see? Read. Can you put this in the Amplified? Um, just a regular Amplified, I think, is it. It says, do you not discern and understand that you... I add these in as I go sometimes on the fly. Grant's doing a great job. Because um, these scriptures ain't easy. You know, sometimes I get led into... Somebody asked me one time. I said, you know, why are you not like... I'm led by the Holy Ghost. This ain't one of these goofy churches that I come in here all scripted out. You know, here's the thing. That never goes over big. They say it goes over big, but they, they're, you're not being led by the Lord because you want to know what leads me in the Lord, the atmosphere of the room. And somebody can say, well, don't you think, I had a guy come to me one time. He said, don't you think the Holy Ghost can program you out six months? I said, absolutely. But here's the thing. It's going to be the determining factor is going to be the demand within the atmosphere. So you're telling me right now, I'm talking about your level of attentionness of watching me on that screen right now is pulling me before I even got here because God don't waste words. I'm telling you, man, that's how this stuff works. I watched Brother Hagin. I watched Kenneth Hagin tell the same stories over and over and over again, and he changed little parts of it. I was studying him. I watched Brother Norville do the same thing. I was like, what is this guy? People falling asleep in the class. Guy's a prophet, man, and they're falling asleep. I said, these kids are ding-dongs. What is wrong with these kids? And Brother Higgins, he would start flowing. And then he'd say this, and I'd write it down. Oh, he said that that one time. And then he'd say something different, and then I'd write that down. And then you could cherry-pick the sermon. He was talking about unforgiveness, not answering your prayers. And it was a theme all through it. Then he'd start the same story another time. And he wouldn't go that way. He'd go this way. And then he'd add another story. He'd go that way. And I was, I'd pull the highlights out. You know, I just told somebody the other day in the lobby Sunday, I said, I listened to the transcript from Rochester, New York. The, 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 the ministry transcripts, okay? That means when he preached, they transcribed it. You know what that means? They wrote it. You can't even get this stuff. You had to go to the library and try to find this stuff. And, and 
they would transcribe what he said. And I sat there and I, and I, and I, and I, and I read it and I read it and I read it because I had to get it. And he said, he said, keep the switch of fate turned on. I never said that before. And I was like, man, he said that a thousand times. This is the first time he ever said, I never heard him talk about it. He said, keep the switch of fate turned on. And he would go on. But he said, I was in Rochester, New York. I could do it verbatim. And I prayed for this lady with the blind eyes. It's burned in my spirit. And her eyes opened. And I didn't feel nothing go. But I prayed for the little baby with the club feet. And I felt power leave my body. And I said, keep the switch of faith turned on. I never said that before. And he said, he said, every time you think of it, say. And I said, man, I'm not getting this. And I listened to it over and over and over and over. And I looked for an audible voice. I was chasing it on the inside. In my spirit, I was like, God, you got to show me, God. What is he saying, God? You got to show me this. What am I missing? What am I missing? And I played it back and I played it forth and I played it back and I played it forth and I played it back and I played it forth. And I still didn't get it. I said, what am I missing? I know what I'm missing. I never said this before. I never said this before. I never said this before. Keep the switch of faith turned on. I didn't say this before. Every time you think of it, say. Every time you think of it, say. Man, that thing hit me in the head. I kept reading it over and over and over. And every time you think of it, say. And then it hit me. Every time you think of it, say. Every time you, what's, what's the switch of faith? The switch of faith is every time you think of it, say. Man, it banged me in the head like, a, like I got hit with a bat. That's the switch of faith. Keep it turned on every time you think of it, say. Then scripture started flooding my mind. I could do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. Faith starts with your thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Faith starts with your thinking. Faith is two places in the heart and in the mouth. You got to get them to connect. Faith is two places in the heart and in the mouth. You got to, and this this was the journey, but I, it wasn't coming from out of the sky. It came from from inside. Look what it says here. Do you not discern and understand that you? The church are the temple of God. And that the Spirit of God dwells in you permanently. In you collectively and individually. So we're all the church in Christ. And he's in us individually. And he's in us collectively. And he ain't going nowhere. He's in you permanently. So this is what I'm leaving you with. This is your takeaway. Don't forget this. Through the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, God himself, himself indwells the believer permanently. Okay? He ain't dwelling in this man-made holy of holies. Your body's the new holy of holies. Your body's the temple. He ain't in the church building. He's in the people. And if the people are in the building, it just became the church. When you're filled with the Spirit, you have greater consciousness of the Spirit of God's indwelling presence. And that is what we're looking to operate with. So walking away from today, your takeaway is this. You have to familiarize yourself with the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And the number one way you start training that is through being obedient to the Word of God. Stay close to the Word of God. And in the line upon line stuff will become more clear. His voice will become more understood. And in the next season of life, you'll be led greater than ever before. That's how it starts. That's how it works. And we're going to talk more about it. But I want to just give you that nugget. Stay God 
inwardly conscious. Start waking up. You know, Benny Hinn wrote that book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Now, I read it years ago, but what he's saying was he would get up every day and say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Bro, I don't care if you got to... I don't even want to tell you what I was just thinking, but I don't, I don't care if you got to get up every single day and just be like, Good morning, Holy Spirit. I was thinking like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, like be talking in the car. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, you know, like, hey, Holy Spirit, how you doing? You know, you might look a little weird doing that. Go down to the kitchen table, put a chair out. Hey, Holy Spirit, how you doing? Remember this. Your understanding of the Holy Spirit is going to become greater because of your awareness of the Holy Spirit infilling you right now. And the moment you have an inward understanding of that, it's going to become more easier for you to lean on him because you're not looking up in the clouds for God. You're looking internally for God to help you with your faith steps each and every day. That's your takeaway. Walk in this understanding and see your life change forever. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, thank you for each and every one of these guys watching tonight. I thank you that you lead them, you guide them, you help them. You're giving them a revelation of they are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of them. Change and transformation is waiting for them in your spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for leading them, guiding them, and helping them be led by the Spirit of God in this season, greater than ever before. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Praise the Lord, guys. I'm glad you watched. Stay online. Don't go. Last week I was watching and people just disappear. No, stay for the announcements. Do not forget, we got a lot of great things coming up. This weekend, Saturday, we got For the Kingdom. There's a slide there telling you all the details. You need to register. I want you, all the business people, want to be business people, get your business friends, get people in the building. I want to impart into you biblical economics that are going to change your business future and change the dream that God asked you and take it to another level. Check these announcements out. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.